Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, and most of you are in home, I know we're all in self-isolation still, still going through the quarantine situation. But whenever and wherever you happen to be, I hope that you are able to take some time out, whether it's two hours or four hours or a full day and pamper yourself as if you are in a spa to the best of your ability. And I was going to give you a few ideas for that uh, right now. Um, If you really want to um, feel good, one of the things you can do, of course, there's always the hot bath, hot shower or hot bath, bubble bath, especially. And also with the colored um, uh, food coloring, you can make a a pink bath or um, an orange bath for energizing. And if you have like essential oil of orange, uh, like orange or grapefruit, some kind of citrus like bergamot, you could do like a pale green or like a citrus, like a lime green uh, colored bath with a citrus sort of uh, scent. If you have lavender, you can make literally the water could be the color of lavender with the scent of lavender and pull in all your senses and maybe play some music, you know, soft music and light the candles. I love candles. That's one of my big things. I just, I always have tons of candles around. I don't, right now I don't because we had our apartment fully locked up, you know, like with all the tape around the windows and everything. And I'm going to tell you something in a minute. That's just some of you might find hysterical. I find super annoying about that, but getting to that in a minute, (laughs) but we, uh, always have, you know, we, my family, we've always had candles around, right? Not when I was growing up, but I mean, as an adult with my children, we've always had candles, but that's something, you know, and you, and actually just having mood lighting, having this soft, candles, you know, having the white candles, maybe one turquoise candle, you know, something that, you know, your favorite color for me, that's one of my favorite colors is turquoise. But, um, that also you can have incense burning, good music. I mean, sometimes you've got to hear hardcore rock and roll baby, and that uplifts your moods. And so you don't have to do a spa day with just new agey music, okay? Because sometimes that gets old, at least for me, that gets old pretty quick. Sometimes I've just got to hear good old fashioned CCR, you know? <laughs> and my son and I sometimes will play um, old, old rock and roll and we will just sing and sing and sing. Sometimes we'll have an hour where that's all we're doing. We're just singing. We'll just play it on YouTube. We'll make a playlist. 
you know, um, but positive music also helps. Of course, I've always talked about India Ari, Jason Raz. Um, if you want to get a little bit more political, sometimes Erica Badu is political, but her stuff is amazing. There are some really good <coughs> artists out there that will just, you know, they're really soft, but not so soft that they're going to irritate you. Some that are uh, fun to listen to while having a spa day is also the Lumineers. I don't know if you like the Lumineers. I love their music. It's, their music is strange, but it's one of those it, it's it's one of those bands that if you're you want relaxing music, but not music that's going to make you fall asleep, but ra- relaxing music that you could ignore, put in the background, but it kind of uplifts your mood. And, and also kind of that happy energy. I, I like them. They have good energy, you know. Um, when I'm listening to music just to listen to music, um, then I listen to something different. But with, when I want something in the background that I could sing to if I want, but if I don't, I still feel uplifted and good. Those are the kinds of things I listen to. Although India Ari, oh my God, she's got a good voice. You know, and if you want to hear something that you're going to want to sing to, I mean, Queen Latifah with her jazz. I mean, the way she, I love jazz and the way she does her jazz album that she did a few years back. I mean, she is a full out diva. She is incredible. And I love her very much. Um, And I just had someone on the tip of my brain and I can't, Louis Armstrong, I've always loved him. I love the older uh, jazz stuff. Uh, The legends. (laughs) I mean, you could get into like jazz as a good spa day uh, kind of music, like Charlie Parker, of course. Um, Miles Davis, I have to be in the mood for. I'm not usually, but world beat music is another another way to go. Um, you know, Hamza El Din, he plays the oud, which is spelled O-U-D, <coughs> um, which is an incredible instrument to hear. It's just amazing um Newsrat Fatel Khan of course is also good and oh my gosh I'm trying to think but any anyway you you can figure it, your music out but have the music have the lighting have the scents aromatherapy or incense um if you don't have aromatherapy or incense but you do have for example any kind of citrus fruits you can peel the rind of the citrus fruits and put them in a pot of boiling water. Just put them in cold water and just boil it. And your whole house will smell like that. If you don't have that, put in some slices of apples and uh, sprinkle cinnamon. Your whole house will smell like apples and cinnamon. Of course, coffee is a nice aromatherapy. Just make yourself coffee. That is always a good one for me. Mint tea. And if you want an herbal scent to your house for your spa day to feel really relaxed, boil some uh, basil leaves, even just dried basil. You know, um, the Italian herbs, sometimes they can be really nice. Rosemary and basil are really nice. Just even rosemary and lavender. Um, If you have any kind of lavender, whether it's essential oil or the actual plant itself. Um, rosemary. I mean, if you just have a rosemary bush outside, that's one of the best smells in the world to me. I love it. But, uh, you just boil it on, on the stove and your whole house will smell amazing. If you have it and you can do it, make yourself some cold 
water, you know, just put your, you know, like a pitcher of water in the fridge with, um, slices of lemon and cucumber, or you could do, um, strawberries and cucumber. You could do berries or whatever. You could do it with, um, plain water or even mineral water, which is one of the most incredible treats. I used to tell my, I used to lie to my kids (laughs) and I would tell them that this is what soda is. And that's, and I prefer making it at home and I'd slice fruit and put like, or I just do straight fruit juice, like grape juice and add, um, you know, and I'd, I'd get the sugar-free fruit juice, not with the, the fake like aspartame, but I'd like go to the health food store and get like blueberry juice or blackberry juice. And I would always mix it with, um, uh, either tonic water, but usually mineral water, like club soda. And I told them that that was, I mean, for my kids, for most of their life, that was what soda was. <laughs> the first time they had a, an actual Coca-Cola, they were mad at me because they were like, this is a real soda. What is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, but what I taught you was they'll stay with them. I mean, when they're adults, when they have their own kids, they'll probably, well, okay, let's do healthy sodas. <laughs> you know, homemade's better. <laughs> You know, um, (laughs) I did the same thing with other things, you know, like, uh, Kool-Aid for them never had sugar. (laughs) They were always mad at me and they're like, ugh, I hate this stuff. It's gross. So they go to other people's houses. They'd be like, no, thank you. I don't like that. It's gross (laughs) for years until they accidentally tried it once. And then they were like giving me, Ooh, I mean, if looks could kill, I would have dropped dead right then. (laughs) I just don't want my, I don't want my kids to be, you know, too much sugar. And so I just, yeah, lied to them a few times, but some of these things can be really pleasant. You know, if you get tired of just drinking water or coffee or, you know, no one really drinks milk anymore. I don't think, but if you get tired of like the typical drinks, like tea, I drink a lot of tea, just put slices of stuff in it. And if you don't have milk and you want to do something better with your coffee, just like the Italians do put a slice of orange or lemon or lime in your coffee and it's literally almost as good as if you have milk in it and less calories so for your spa day you could do um you could look it up online many different ways to um you know do facials but to scrub your face with like um like coconut oil and and salt in case you have um actually i'd say cocoa butter and salt is better uh, to scrub, um, exfoliate your face, but only if your face is too oily. And if it's too, if it's too dry, then do use sugar instead of salt because that will put moisture. That's more of a humectant and will put the moisture back in your face, but don't forget to just give yourself a nice hand massage, nice foot massage for both feet, put them in soaking hot water or bathe first, and then give yourself a nice massage. Um, if you don't have actual massage oil, you can, um, if you have arthritis and you're not allergic to peanuts, you could put peanut oil on all of your joints that are hurting within 10 minutes or less. They will, all the inflammation will be gone. Um, unless you're allergic, don't obviously do don't even be near it, but, um, almond oil will do the same to a lesser extent. Sesame seed oil, same thing. So if you're, if you like cook Chinese food, You've definitely got the right oil to give yourself a home massage. Um, Barring all that, uh, olive oil also works. The other cooking oils I wouldn't use. Don't use, don't ever massage yourself with corn oil or something. That's insane. 
<laughs> and there's no benefits to it. But all the ones I just mentioned have a, a good benefit. Coconut oil is really good. It'll soften your skin. It's very, very good for you. Um, but just try to have some kind of spa day where you're just, you know, you're, you're clipping your toenails, you're clipping your fingernails. If you're, well, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman these days, you could paint your, your nails if you want. My dad was always forever going and getting manicures and getting his nails um, painted with uh, clear nail polish. Cause when I was a kid, really young, he sold insurance and back in the seventies, you know, I guess that's something that was considered, you know, what a gentleman does. Isn't that weird? Um, so my dad always had like the nice suits that, which in the seventies meant extremely wide ties and awkward colors, like brown suits with a yellow tie with stripes, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was stylish then he had blue, he had like a baby blue suit. I mean, just stuff that you look back on and you go, eh, <laughs> like, what was he thinking? That my dad was stylish back in, you know, 1969, 1970, you know, <laughs> but, um, my brother called him, I think he called him like a hippie cowboy. Like later though, in the late seventies, my dad was wearing like, I don't know, like a Western shirt buttoned down to, you know, where like, you know, half of his chest hair was hanging out. Cause you know, Burt Reynolds made it okay for guys with thick black hair on their chest to let it all hang out. At least the, ch- the chest hair is totally weird, but that was a whole thing that happened. That happened. And he would wear gold chains, but then a cowboy hat and a big belt buckle. And this cowboy hat would have big feathers on it. And then he'd have like a, a clip that would hang down le- with leather straps with the feathers at the end. It was hysterical. I mean, my, my brother had a picture <laughs> like this and he wore cowboy boots and tight jeans. It was <sighs> looking back. It was so freaking awkward sometimes to be my father's daughter. <laughs> my brother just, yeah, look at, look at the hippie cowboy. <laughs> anyway, back to the spa day. <laughs> But, and you know, my dad never smoked weed. He didn't know that what that roach was for. They went on your hat. You're supposed to, that's how you hold your joints, man. He didn't know that. He just thought it looked cool on the freaking hat to have extra feathers hanging down. <sighs> and of course I had to follow my dad's footsteps and I had a cowboy hat and I had the roach clip hanging with the feathers hanging down. And when I was the right age, my mom showed me what a roach clip was and what it's for. I'm like, I have the coolest roach clip at home. It's got feathers on it <laughs> to hold my weed. Anyway, I digress. So, but make sure you uh, get all of the points that, you know, just like really like do good acupressure on your feet and your hands. You could look it up if you want, see what you need to work on. You know, oh, I need to work on my lungs. All right, well, rub that part of your foot right? And if you have been, um, <clears throat> a little bit congested and sickly, you know, even if you're not sick, sick, if you're just feeling kind of like, Bleh, you can, um, follow that up on your feet. Just rub Vicks vapor rub on the bottom of your feet, which is essential oils of menthol as well as, um, eucalyptus. And then you put, uh, just some thick white socks on your feet and go to bed in the morning. I guarantee you won't be congested anymore. Um, I'm sure even with 
with COVID-19, that would probably help alleviate symptoms if you do have that. Um, I'm not saying it'll cure it, but it might help actually with that. I'm not sure at all, you know, but I have a hunch, right? And that's why I have to sit up straight. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's see. I was trying to think about all the different things that we could do. Um, just kind of hanging out at home. Like, I don't know what else you could do. uh, Oh, treatment for your hair could be part of your spa day. So you could, you could put a hair mask on coconut oil on your hair and wrap it in plastic and just let it soak in for a couple hours and then wash your hair and your hair will be very shiny and soft. It won't even feel like, like, um, before it'll be totally different. Um, I don't know, just whatever makes you feel good though. I mean, for you, it maybe a spa day isn't an all day doing one thing after another. Maybe for you, it's just relaxing and having the right lighting, reading a book, maybe your feet in a pan of hot water. You don't have to have a fancy spa thing for your feet. It could just be a pan of hot water, you know, or a bowl, you know, that your feet can fit into (laughs) with hot water and put baking soda in it as well as, um, oh, a sea salt. Now help, uh, detox your whole body because you're detoxing your feet. Um, you could take a bath with that as well, and that will detox your skin and just pull out all the toxins and you'll feel a million times better after you treat yourself. Um, I've told you guys before, uh, in my, uh, natural pain relief, um, I have a natural insomnia relief and a natural pain relief episode that I did in season one, but I, um, uh, made this thing that an osteopath told me to do. Um, she said it will help. It helps everybody. And it's amazing if you need a good stretch in your spine so that your bones will naturally go back into place, you duct tape two tennis balls together. And then you have these silver balls that <laughs> just looks very awkward. But if you put this under your back, you lay down, you put it, you know, lay down on your back on your bed and you put this or even on a yoga mat on the floor put it on your lower part of your back and just breathe and just, you know, count maybe 30 seconds or, you know, however long is comfortable and then just move it up every 10 seconds. You can just keep moving. You don't have to do 30, do 10 and then keep moving it up, keep moving it up, keep moving it up until you get to your neck and you just, you know, inch it up like one vertebrae at a time, basically. <clears throat> and that will stretch out your whole back. Now, the first time you do it, it's going to be very, um, it could be very painful. So you have to be very careful. So you might want to do it for only two seconds at first. And eventually it's going to get to a point where you're kind of doing it yourself. Chiropractic care, right? Um, you could also use this on the floor. You could roll it back and forth underneath your foot to massage your foot as well. So, um, I was really amazed by this. My oldest kid had a really bad, um, hunch in her spine, like a bad curve. And just using this trick alone every day for 10 minutes, um, twice a day. And she got rid of her curve completely. And it was just like, Oh, okay. And then she had lost it and we were traveling and she started to get developed the curve back again a little bit. And she got back to the States and 
started sleeping on the floor actually in this one place and it was almost better for her back and then you know hurtful at first but then she did that and then taking hormones to become a man actually straightened her back out go figure really weird right I don't know what connection that has with anything you can't just take hormones for your spa day but it made me made me wonder about that so if you guys know why that happened now she's fine and her back is perfectly straight and she has no problems whatsoever which is wonderful and now she's a she again she tried to do the he thing for a while and I don't know what happened there she won't talk about it now she just said well I'm a she I'm going back to my original identity as a, a woman I'm like okay fine that's fine um, whatever makes you happy, right? That's the way I feel about all of it. But anyway, so yeah, you could, you know, start off by stretching your back. You could do some light exercise, yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong is amazing. And Qigong is spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. Like, um, it looks like uh, Qi Gong, but it's actually Qigong. And that is uh, one of the better things you can do. Falun Dafa is one of the good things you can do. Those last two are, they work with energy. So now you're doing two things. Not only exercising, you're working with energy. Himalayan yoga, um, the five rights, Tibetan five rights, will absolutely make you younger. And it will make you more energetic and happy. As well as it will make your spine more limber so you'll feel like you have a spa day and if you do it probably for two months I mean if you're 80 years old you'll look like you're 30 years old in two months I mean they've they've done this on tens of thousands of people and they've reversed their aging completely incidentally it reverses uh, diseases as well so wanted to mention that so I don't know. Uh, for your spa day, you also, instead of music, you might want to put on an ASMR. Uh, Miracle Forest is one of my most favorite ones because she has, I mean, if you have a big screen TV, especially, or a projector to project this out onto a wall, it could be absolutely incredible because there's, um, she has like Harry Potter type themes. So you could be in the great hall with all the candles floating above you. Or you could be in a forest and you hear the laughter and chirp of fairies and and you see like bubbles of light floating through the forest or um, she even has like an enchanted primeval forest with dinosaurs you know she has very very imaginative things that you might want now I also have a real great love if it's cold where you live um, I have a great love for one ASMR I found and I don't know if it's hers or not but it's a, a, a warm living room with a fire going and one of those uh, uh, rag rugs that kind of go like in an oval. Uh, for some reason, it reminds me of like the song, My Old Kentucky Home. There's something about these kind of rugs that remind me of that. And there's like a sleeping cat on a rocking chair, a little red cat. And it's so cozy. So if it's cold where you are or rainy and dreary, you might want to put on ASMR of a scene like that or just a fireplace, you know. And if you're missing Christmas, you could even do a Christmas theme. Why not have peppermint tea and do a Christmas spa day? It doesn't matter, you know. But whatever you do, make sure that you are loving yourself and pampering yourself and that you're taking care of your own needs in a way that 
you will feel better later physically emotionally spiritually that you'll feel calm and you will be able to take away your anxiety because even though we're all used to the quarantine and isolation by now we're all getting restless we're all getting upset at the fact that we're not outside and it's been really quite annoying I don't know about you guys but for me it was just like the final straw was just right after this moon, which it did say, didn't I tell you in the astrology is going to be kind of like people are going to be like, screw this and be defiant. Some people are starting to believe that it's not even real or true, which is dangerous thinking because it is real and it is true. And yes, you do absolutely need to be careful, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, honestly, it's, um, one of those crazy things we have to live with right now, but you don't need to live in your house day after day, gain nothing done, living in fear and misery and anxiety. You know, take a day and just determine to have a spa day, even if it's a spa hour and you're just doing a facial out of a, out of a tube. Um, I've got, I've got a coffee one that smells amazing. And, um, I even have bubble bath that smells like chocolate. It's made here in Ecuador where chocolate grows. I Yes, I live in a magical land that literally grows chocolate. <laughs> but I even have a green tea and bamboo um, shower scrub. I love it here because some, comp- some of the companies, not all, have the methyl paraben free or all paraben free organic bubble bath to eat scrubby things. Just even taking a bath, you know especially when you're used to showers in and out 10 minutes, you know, take a long bath, you know, just get it, you know, just unwind and unravel. You can take an oil bath too, especially like say you're a man and you're listening to me and you're like, that sounds well and good, Elena, but I can't leave the house. (laughs) I don't have bubble bath and I don't know if I want to do that. You know, um, take a lesson from Chandler and friends. Seriously, everybody likes a good bubble bath doesn't matter your gender or how you identify yourself. It's just wonderful and feels good. But say your man, your bachelor pad does not contain bubble bath. (laughs) Um, You can get uh, like sesame oil or even olive oil and just put a little bit of that and put it with a scent. You could even float herbs. You can make an herbal tea and put that in your bath like jasmine tea or if you have um, like a peppermint you know, tea or any kind of tea that smells good, even blackberry. Why not? Right. Who's going to smell you, but you, if you're sitting in quarantine, orange tea, that could be, especially when it has caffeine in it, that can actually enliven you in a different way, different way than coffee. You can make an orange tea bath and you can put a little bit of olive oil, not a lot. Don't just dump a lot. Cause that's going to be insane. You might slip in your bathtub. <laughs> I don't advocate that. But, um, you could take a quick, what you do is you take a quick shower, wash your body with soap or whatever. So you're clean and then, uh, rinse your bathtub out and then put in the water with, uh, maybe like a tablespoon of olive oil, maybe not even maybe half a tablespoon because the stuff is like so thick, but you could do, if you have hot water, you could, I mean, if your bath is hot water, which is definitely going to be right. Uh, coconut oil will melt in hot water. Coconut oil is the best oil you can use for this um, because it'll get on your skin and it'll feel oily for a few seconds. When it soaks in, your skin will no longer feel oily to the touch. 
So that's the absolute best oil. But I mean, seriously, you could do the same thing like with the cinnamon and the apple. You can make a tea, like boil it on the stove, sift out the big chunks because you don't want, you know, half an apple going down your drain. But you could pour that in your bath and that could be your, your, um, your uh, aromatherapy. You know, you can make your own aromatherapy products even if you don't have essential oils, right? So you could boil herbs, you could boil basil or rosemary, even if it's like dried and you know it's for your spaghetti sauce just boil that on the stove and again sift it out and then pour that in your bath and with your and just mix it with the other water and again the colors you know put in like one drop of blue and one drop of yellow and make a green water for yourself and that's a healing color it's very heart healing you could coordinate the colors to whatever chakra you're working on right now those issues if you don't know what I'm talking about last year in season one I did do a lot of chakra episodes so you can go back and listen to all the chakra episodes and figure out which one will help you you know so there you go there you have it that's all that's my advice for today is this uh try to make yourself a, a spa day even if it's just clipping your toenails and sanding them down and buffing and polishing them out and that's your spa day, that's okay. You know, just something that's, you know, moisturize your face, um, you know, to look 10 to 15 years younger. Um, In the best case scenario, sometimes it's only five years younger. You don't tell much of a difference, but um, it's uh, the oil that makes ricin, which is extremely poisonous. Don't, you know, obviously no one's going to make rice and takes a long time to make it. It takes a long time to make it really extremely tiny amount, but that is actually castor oil. The castor seed is where they get that. But castor oil is like $12 for an enormous bottle that you could do this a couple times a month and never even make a dent in the bottle. It's an extremely thick, nasty kind of oil, but if you put it on your face, and you, I would say, put a towel on your pillow and sleep overnight with it. This really put as much as you can, really thick oil. You wake up in the morning and you're going to look a lot younger. You're going to be amazed at how your body just like it just the oil helps you. But they literally they called aceite de resina, like literally like oil of rice. And that's what they call it here. It's just hilarious. It's like, I got really freaked out when I first saw it. I was like, um, <laughs> that's poisonous. But no, it's it's not the same exact thing. But if so, if you're in a South American country, you know what I mean. Asieta de Resina. And if you're in anywhere else, it's called castor oil. Anyway, that does, that will de-age you overnight. It'll take those wrinkles right out. And then when you're done with that, you just wash your face with soap and, um, not soap, but just like Dove or something very mild or just with water and you could pat it dry. And after all the oil has dissipated, you could go ahead and then put on a cocoa, uh, a cocoa butter or a coconut oil, or again, any of the other oils I mentioned, and that will help you. Coconut is the best though, because it makes your skin soft and also not oily, which is lovely. Anyway, um, 
so before I get into the things for today, um, I wanted to tell you that, okay, so like Friday, I was really upset because I was saying that I think I hopped a timeline where everything was basically shite. Well, my son and I had been fighting. Things were just totally crazy. And my wrist hurt. My, my rib had cracked. My, um, my ankle started to throb and hurt to the point where I could barely walk right when, after I, right after I finished my episode, which was absolutely crazy. I'm like, what the hell? I felt like I'm falling apart. Totally. So I asked to hop to a a different timeline and hop to a different timeline. I'm sure overnight because I woke up and all of the aches and pains were completely gone. My son and I were getting along completely. Everything was fine again. And everything just felt lighter and amazing. And then that night, my son walked into my room and he goes, how is there so much dust on your floor when all of our our windows have been sealed shut? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what the hell is that? And he started looking. And I haven't swept my floor in maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, just to be honest. But, you know, I get a light dusting in here and then I have to, you know, sweep it. But... It's not terribly messy, usually. And you guys, I can't freaking believe what happened. Um, there was, out of nowhere, a mold bloom that took place. My entire floor underneath my bed, several pairs of my shoes, my I have two suitcases under there, and under and then underneath my window, and there's black mold growing on my windowsill black mold and I found some in my bathroom it was like in, in I'd seen some in my bathroom before and I cleaned it up several times and I wasn't sure if it's black mold or you know the dangerous one or not but this like kind of it was like three different colors of mold on my floor against the wall like where the window is it's like it's not like I was over there like spooning a whole bunch of food onto the floor hoping to see a science experiment right Nobody ever goes over there. And I did sweep it like a week and a half ago. So it makes no sense. Maybe that's a problem. I probably should sweep daily. That's maybe the issue, but not really, right? I mean, have you ever forgotten to sweep your floor and suddenly it's covered in mold a week later? It doesn't sound right, right? I don't live near the beach. You know, <laughs> that's something would happen near the beach. But here, no, not so much. Near the beach, you get that powdery, blue, mildewy, yucky thing. But this was... I've been here for two years. This month literally marks two full 24 months, two years. And this has never happened. And I'm like, I must've hopped to another freaking timeline where everything's going great in my life and in my body. And then now there's mold. Like what the actual hell? So my son started spraying everything. He went into his room. He's like, oh my God, I smell mold in here. And it was literally like overnight, just boom. And all of his clothes, he has really nice clothes, summer designer clothes he got at the thrift store. He's heartsick. We're just freaking out. We're like, what the actual hell? So we started looking for a place to live immediately. I was on the computer looking for a place to live while he was spraying the whole freaking house again with bleach again. And he said, that's it. Fuck it. He's like, let's take all the tape off the windows and get fresh air in here because we're going to die of one thing or another. 
So it's either going to be COVID-19 or freaking mold. And the more pressing issue became the mold. So I'm happy to announce that we had our windows open for days and we felt so good. We were like, oh, this is amazing. We still have the mold, but it took two days of just spraying the hell out of everything. And most of it went away. And I don't mean like it just died and we could wipe it away. Like it disappeared completely, not on the floor anymore. It's gone. You know, because we thought for sure, let's just let it sit. We'll let it sit for a couple hours or spray it again in a couple hours. And then we'll sweep it away. And we went to sweep it away. There was nothing there. Like it had not been there at all. Totally, totally freaky. And my son's pissed off. Like all of his clothes are moldy. He's like, I don't know what the hell happened. Our closets, my closets are fine. Thank you, God. But we're just like, we're livid. So we started looking around. We found seven minutes from here. We found um, a really nice apartment. We're going to go look at it tomorrow. Probably move in on the 13th. <laughs> I've been told you I've been looking at, you know, the number 13 is cropping up a whole bunch lately. And we found this place and it's a house for a hundred dollars less than what we're paying. I mean, that's like incredible, right? There's a housing fee that we have to pay every month, which we don't hear. It's $10 <laughs> and I have to pay the bill separate, which is $60. So in the end, it's going to end up being like $50 less per month than what I'm paying for this moldy ass apartment and with all the crazy people. Oh, and none of the people said a word or peep for the whole weekend. That was the other thing. I think we hopped a timeline where we got mold, but all the people were okay. They weren't, I mean, we didn't see them. They would still probably be, I don't know, but they weren't talking about us. It was like nothing weird. No one knocked on our door furiously for nothing. You know, like they've, <laughs> like they've been doing. It, it was weird. It was very strange. I don't know about you guys if the energy shifted, but I did feel it on Saturday and on sun- Sunday at two different times when specifically my body got super hot, burning up, had to have a cosmic nap, tinnitus like crazy. Um, all kinds of aches and pains in my joints out of nowhere that would then go away when the energy subsided and then, um, sinus issues, but that could be the fricking mold. But, um, a lot of those ascension symptoms came back. Right. And even now I'm feeling a little bit of, a little bit of a possible cosmic radiation coming in. It's not, I don't think it's solar though. It's not the solar winds. I think it's just the neutron, um, you know, what says the neutron counts are coming in. And, uh, my son's like, are you sure it's not neutrinos? I'm like, it says neutron, but they're counting whatever they're, they could count from Finland. So whatever cosmic radiation is coming in, that's what we've got going on. And I feel it right now that there's something coming, coming our way as I record this. But, um, so I don't know, you know, if you're in a stuck in a bad way, one, one thing or another, Seriously, what a difference one day makes, you know, tomorrow, the quarantine, everything starts at two in the afternoon. So we can't get a taxi after two. So early in the morning, we got to go and go check out the place. And I'm excited about this place. It's like a townhouse. We'll have our own yard with a green space and outdoor patio with chairs and a table. 
we're allowed to have a cat or a bird or a dog if we want. You know, I'm like, well, we, maybe we'll get a bird. Maybe we'll get a cat. I don't know. But we're allowed to have it. Not that we will do it right away, but we we can, which is cool. And then um, we have like an outdoor barbecue, uh, like chim- with a chimney type of fireplace, but for barbecue. And massive kitchen. My son is excited. The countertops are granite. For the, for the same price that my very first apartment in North Dakota was um, when I was 18. <laughs> so it went like 33, 34 years ago when I paid for an apartment back then, a furnished apartment, which was in a basement and did smell of mildew. <laughs> I mean, that... I mean, I paid $400 for that. And that was considered cheap. And I'm moving into a place of the same with like, she even said I could probably talk her down to 390 a month. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? That's incredible for a three bedroom, two and a half bathroom house, two and a half bathrooms (laughs) and fully furnished with really high quality, high end furniture. I'm like blown away. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And my master bedroom with my master bath has a hot tub in the bathroom you know like with the jets the jetted hot tub and this shower is separate and it has the jets that come out um, from all the different angles not just from like the trickling thing from above I'm like so freaking grateful right now guys oh and it's in a gated community (sighs) and it's it's surrounded by nature and in the gated community itself, there's a bunch of parks. Like, there's a park, like, I think for exercise, one for kids, and then the dog park inside the gated community. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? And she said there's a lot of sunshine, obviously. It's Ecuador's all kinds of sunshine here. But also, all of that beautiful everything. You know, the, the nature. And I'm just, I could go and be barefoot in the grass again. Today I opened the window and I put my back in the sun and I felt so amazing. I was like, yeah, all right. I mean, seeing the stars again, not through dirty windows that you can't, you can't wash the outside of. That's terrible. You know, and and I just feel like, yay, this is it. This is, we're going to do it. We're going to finally move. Thank you, God. But yeah, hopping timelines, man, this just, (laughs) it's like, I don't even know if I want to hop a timeline again, you know, it's like, you just never know and you can find it. And I asked this time, usually it just happens automatically and it's not just me. It happens to you guys too. I mean, have you noticed when you wake up and you're like, huh, that that wall isn't the shade of blue. I remember, (laughs) you know, or just like, how come I have four less scoops of coffee in my bag than, than yesterday? you know, that I should, you know, or how come I have more coffee than, yeah, I did yesterday. It's because you hopped a timeline. It's always, your world will be 2% different, usually. And it's just, it's enough of a difference if you're really aware of everything. It's enough that you're going to remember it. You're like, what? But that was what happened to me. Like, that was my timeline hop experience and what happened and what that resulted in. And we were scared. I'm like, I don't want to even move or even start to attempt it until 
the stupid quarantine is over and they just extended it to June and and then the mold and my kids like we need to get the hell out of here now all my clothes are being ruined and now we're moving to a place where the wash and dryer are outside with the outside patio with a big line we could hang everything up we could do the you know tumble in the dryer a couple times and then hang it up and we could spray everything with Lysol and put it in the sunshine to get rid of the mold. We're excited. We're like, wow, this is going to be actually a million times better for $100 less a month than what I'm paying now without all kinds of crazy neighbors in every direction, not every wall like we have here. And it's funny because, I, I mean, a couple months ago when we were looking for an apartment, there was like nothing. One was a little hovely place without windows inside of a garage where this guy will pull his truck in and so you smell the exhaust every time you wake, you open your door. And the kitchen was, the kitchen and dining room area was the size of my bedroom. It was tiny, tiny. I was like, dude, this is not going to freaking work. There was, there were no windows, let alone airflow at all. There, even there was no fan over the stove. I'm like, oh, this place is mold way to happen. You know, if we don't asphyxiate first from, you know, the guy coming home from work. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's too bad because, you know, people seemed really sweet. But, uh, yeah, that ain't going to work for anybody, honestly. Another place was just like, they said it was two bedroom and we got there and there's only one bedroom. We're like, um, they're like, yeah, but we have another bedroom upstairs. I'm like, so you advertise two bedrooms for $400 and you're asking 450 for a one bedroom. So $900 for my son and I to live separate, <laughs> you know, in, in, in the entrance to their restaurant was also the entrance to our apartment. It was very awkward. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Really sweet people. Might've been mafia front. I don't know. And there's no one in the restaurant <laughs> in the middle of the day. I don't know. There's a lot of funky things going on here. But, yeah, I found, like, amazing. Oh, and one of the places I I was talking to the lady about, I really wanted to get, I would have had to buy my own furniture, but there's a furniture store across the street, and then I realized, oh, crap, non-essential business. I wouldn't be able to buy furniture for, like, six more weeks or two more months, just depending on how long is this going to extend. Like, well, this really, really sucks because I can't move into a place without furniture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't have any pots and pans or dishes. I'm like, um, all right, let's go back to a furnished idea. But, uh, and I'm glad this lady is just, this lady I found is helping me. She represents all these properties, speaks perfect English. Anyway, so, so, so even though some bad things happened, some good things happened. A lot of positive forward motion changes. And we decided to do a one-year lease already we, before even seeing it. I'm sure once we see it, we're going to be like, yeah, unless it smells like dog pee. <laughs> I'll let you guys know tomorrow what happened with that. But there you go. I just want to encourage you in case you were having some challenges. Just ask to hop a timeline. You'll get more challenges, but it might be everything might move forward that way. Ask to go up to your next best timeline and you'll see you'll see all right so here we go um 
spaceweather.com we have solar wind speed of 320 kilometers per second during this year we have had 100 days without sunspots 2020 is not even five months old and already there have been 100 days without sunspots according to this article here they say this is a sign that solar minimum is underway obviously so far this year the sun has been blank 76 percent of the time that is a rate surpassed only once before in the entire space age last year in 2019 the sun was blank 77 percent of the time two consecutive years of record-setting spotlessness adds up to a very deep solar minimum indeed so again today sun is blank no sunspots and we are now on nine days without sunspots as far as the neutron counts uh, we are at a high 10.3 percent of the space age average of the cosmic radiation coming our way basically and it's gone up by 0.1 percent it was very high a few days ago now it's just high so still getting a lot of radiation but less than we did less than we did have there are no large corona holes on the earth side of the sun so that's cool we're gonna get a break at least there now as far as the nasa all sky camera and all sky fireball network is concerned we only had two fireballs explode or at least were seen over the united states today one was from the um aquarid meteor shower left one left over kind of like a straggler i guess and one was sporadic just random so there we go now as far and this is weird now that's very low and then this is also very low you know the fireballs i mean are very low and according to disclosurenews.it they are um stuck because the images just are not being updated there was a blackout in october last year that lasted more than two days and now they have had a blackout all day long again so we don't even know what's going on but it looks like there was an amplitude of 23 that went down to 10 but then that's about all they knew that was the last hours of the data received and that was early in the morning but now there's like nothing absolutely blank it's just completely a black screen and Schumann resonances for heartmath.org same thing they have not updated their information and it's been like two weeks now but they're trying to move over their massive website to a new server so they they were hoping that that, that part of the website would be up in a week but it might be another week so we'll see we'll see how that goes anyway um in a course of miracles we're on lesson 293 you can find this at acim.org that is the website for the foundation for inner peace and here we go here's the lesson 293 is all fear is past and only love is here all fear is past and only love is here all fears past because its source is gone and all its thoughts gone with it 
love remains the only present state whose source is here forever and forever. Can the world seem bright and clear and safe and welcoming with all my past mistakes oppressing it and showing me distorted forms of fear? Yet in the present love is obvious and its effects apparent. All the world shines in reflection of its holy light and I perceive a world forgiven at last. Father, let not your holy world escape my sight today, nor let my ears be deaf to all the hymns of gratitude the world is singing underneath the sounds of fear. There is a real world which the present holds safe from all past mistakes, and I would only see this world before my eyes today. All fear is past, and only love is here. Again, you can find this at ACIM.org. We today are on lesson 293, or you can get an app. There's a lot of free apps in your Play Store, whether it's Google or I, doesn't matter. You know, iPhone, Apple, whatever you call it. <laughs> Apple Play Store, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> iStore, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, lots of free apps. Any color of the rainbow you want make it you know make it your favorite so you enjoy reading the lessons if you want to go over it again or start from the beginning fresh again you can start anytime you like you don't have to wait till January 1st to do the 365 days and we're almost done I mean look we're on lesson 293 and it's only gonna go to 365 that's that's pretty close I mean what's that 65 plus 7 ooh quick math 77 think I don't know if I did the math wrong okay but anyway roughly 77 days from now we'll be we'll be ready anyway I'm gonna take a quick break guys and when I come back we're gonna do woo lesson three in practical mind reading by William Walker Atkinson this is the lesson you've been waiting for we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of how to start your telepathing with other people, whether you want to just read their mind directly or you want to telepath and have conversations. If you haven't already been doing that, we're getting into the nitty gritty of that right now so that you can, anybody and everybody can, you've got the equipment hint. It might have something to do with your brain. (laughs) And we're going to get into it right after this message. So here we go. This book is by William Walker Atkinson. Swami Panchadasi. That's what I was trying to think of last week. When he first started writing spiritual books, he was a lawyer in New York. And I believe it was New York anyway. Somewhere back east in 1900s, like 1907. He wrote a bunch of books and he went by Swami Panchadasi to kind of hide his identity from his law practice, I suppose. 
But by the time 1907 rolled around, he just put his name on stuff, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, this was first published in 1907 and later 1908 out of Chicago, the second one. First one, I think London published it first. Anyway, this is called Practical Mind Reading, A Course of Lessons on Thought Transference, Telepathy, Mental Currents, Mental Rapport, etc. I'm having allergies. Sorry about this. Uh, (laughs) Snifflies here. Okay, containing practical instruction, exercises, directions, etc., capable of being understood, mastered, and demonstrated by any person of average intelligence. All right, so let me scroll down here. Okay, this week we are on lesson three, and it says contact mind reading, full instruction regarding the nerve currents, passing from the human transmitter to the human receiver stated so plainly that anyone may instantly grasp the theory and practice cool well we shall see right all right Ooh. i gotta tell you guys something when i was i would have been done by midnight now I'm looking at the clock. It's 1.23 and I'm just starting this second half. My son was wanting to watch a movie. Then he said, pause it. And he came in here and he says, I have an idea about something. We talked for almost two hours on, I can't even tell you what, it's beyond quantum physics. I, I just, he just had a thought about consciousness. He's like, I don't know what's going on with me, but I have all these thoughts and he just, he had to get them out. And it was like really intense about consciousness and God and what's beyond God and what's beyond consciousness and what's, what are we and the existence of everything. And anyway, my mind is kind of fried because this was so, such a deep conversation and, and he literally blew my mind. And I'm like, maybe it's this psychedelic mold. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's part of our spiritual growth. So strange, though. It like, just... Like, what? Mold is like a universal thing, isn't it? Anyway, I'm going to have to pause this for a second. I need to blow my nose again because of this stupid mold. If I take an allergy pill, I'll be fine in 10 minutes. But then I'll be so sleepy, I'll fall asleep. So I don't want to do that. I'll do it as soon as I'm done recording this. But I'm going to put this down for a minute, blow my nose, and be right back. And away we go. (laughs) Lesson three is called Contact Mind Reading. Mind reading is divided by the authorities into two general classes. Vis-a-vis contact mind reading and telepathic mind reading wow I'm, I'm actually already blown away are you <laughs> I thought it was all the same so wow okay 
The first of these classes, contact mind reading, is demonstrated by physical contact between the transmitter or active agent and receiver or passive agent in order to afford an easy channel for the passage of the vibrations, thought waves, and nerve currents or magnetism of the transmitter according to the several theories favored by scientists. The second class, telepathic mind reading, is demonstrated by the transferal of the waves, vibrations, currents, or magnetism. <laughs> Do you hear that? Woo! <laughs> or magnetism of the transmitter to the receiver over the ether through space, often for thousands of miles, without the more convenient wires of the nerves of the two agents. Yeah, I think my twin flame is like thousands of miles away and we're still talking almost every day. And also, I mean, I've telepathed with aliens and we all know they're thousands of miles away, even if they're in the upper atmosphere. That's interesting, isn't it? Okay, moving right along. You will readily see that two classes of phenomena closely resemble the two classes of telegraphic phenomena, i.e. the wire system and the wireless system. There is a striking analogy between electric phenomena and mental force phenomena all the way through the subject. And this subject of mind reading, mind reading is simply one of the many forms of the resemblance. We shall begin by giving you instructions in the first form, contact mind reading, as it is the simplest and most easy of accomplishment and demonstration. And besides, the best telepathists have been trained by means of the practice of contact mind reading at the start. One leads to the other, just as the ordinary wire telegraph naturally led to the wireless system, which is now even but in its infancy. <laughs> wow. In 1907. That's really funny. The wireless telegraph was brand new. That's crazy, huh? Now everything is Wi-Fi. I wonder what William Walker Atkinson would have to say about the technology we have today. He'd be super excited, I think. All right. At this point, we wish to point out to you a most grievous error and unjust judgment that certain so-called scientists and investigators have fallen into regarding this matter of contact mind reading. In order to give you a clearer idea of the nature of this error, we must call your attention to the fact that contact mind reading has been given much publicity through the advertisements and performances of several celebrated public performers and their lesser light imitators. 
you know, would that I could, I would love to see these advertisements. I think that would be incredible. Can you imagine reading a paper from that era? And they're just, they're celebrated public performers of contact mind reading. I don't think, I mean, there's people say they're psychic now, but no one talks about this. It's strange. It's like the difference that, you know, 111 years can make, I suppose. Is that right? 111? That's a long time ago. (laughs) These performers, like many others, have sought to give an attractive public entertainment rather than a scientific demonstration. And some of them have been, have found it much easier to fake some of the demonstrations rather than to perform them according to scientific principles. And the careful investigators soon discovered that in certain cases, there was no mind reading at all, but only a clever imitation from the mind of the transmitter over the nervous system of other persons. He would push up against him and by a clever system of pushing, pulling, leading and leaning would detect the muscular movements of the transmitter and by careful practice would learn to interpret these movements so as to get an indication of the location of the hidden objects and practically be led or pushed toward the spot. But even in these cases, a performer would of necessity have to employ more or less genuine contact mind reading to finish the feats. The only advantage the performer gained by resorting to these unfair methods was that it was less fatiguing to his mind and enabled him to fake through the performance with less mental wear and tear. The investigators easily discovering the above-mentioned faking performances came to the conclusion that the whole thing was a fake and could be explained by the muscle reading theory entirely. And so the news was spread broadcast and you will find a number of books written explaining contact mind reading on this hypothesis. Of course, some of the public may prefer prefer to accept this erroneous theory, but we wish to say here positively that If any person will honestly investigate for himself and will learn and will learn to make the demonstrations personally, he or she will soon discover that muscle reading has nothing to do with the genuine phenomena. The proof of the thing is in the doing of it. And you may learn the truth for yourself if you will, but try the feats and demonstrations here and given just as we teach them. The result of such practice will cause you to feel with us the indignation arising from the attempts to belittle a noble scientific principle and by practice by an explanation arising from the witnessing of fake imitations of the real thing. The truth is that the muscles have nothing to do with the passage of mental currents or waves 
from the transmitter to the receiver any more than they have to do with the transmission of nervous sensations from body to brain or the motor impulses from brain to body. When you wish to close your hand, you send a nervous current from your brain to the muscles controlling your hand. The current travels along the nervous system and is by it distributed over the muscles causing them to contract. A current from the galvanic battery will cause the muscles to act in the same way, but the muscle to but the muscle is machinery affected and set into motion and the nerves are the delicate telegraphic wires leading to the parts and so it is with this transmission of the mental waves and currents the brain of the transmitter aroused by his active will sends a powerful current or wave through his nervous system when it reaches the extremity of his fingers, it leaps over the tiny space separating his nerves from the nerves of the receiver and enters the nervous system of the latter and influences his actions. The receiver being in a passive condition and his brain sending practically no impulses over the nerves, he is in <clears throat> a receptive condition to the imparted nervous current which acts upon him something like an impulse from his own brain, only weaker. That is the whole secret of contact mind reading. It is nerve reading if you like, but certainly not muscle reading. The tips of the fingers of a person of fine sensibilities and delicate touch are known by anatomists to be filled with masses of nerve matter similar to that forming parts of the brain. In fact, there are tiny finger brains. <laughs> he, he sounds high, right? But I like this. This is interesting. In fact, they are tiny finger brains and they will send out, convey, and receive delicate impulses from one mind to another. Those of you who have experienced the peculiar touch of some persons of this kind can bear witness to the fact that a subtle magnetism or current passed from them to you. This is a fact well known to investigators of psychic phenomena, and such people laugh at the crude muscle reading theories, for they have disproved them repeatedly in actual careful experiments and you may do the same if you will practice the demonstrations given in this book the fact that the developed contact mind reader usually walks ahead of his transmitter instead of being led by him and that he usually allows the latter's arm to hang limp instead of muscularly contracted is another proof of the absurdity of the theory above mentioned. Besides this, wires may be used between the two persons, or even a third person may be placed between them. But, as we have said, after all the best and only real test is to try the experiments yourself and learn that muscle reading has nothing to do 
with the real phenomena. The experimenter will soon find that when he gets into the work and is engaged in a search for a hidden object by means of mind reading, he will forget all about the transmitter. He will almost forget where he is, and he will feel himself floating and gliding over the floor and scarcely touching it with his toes. He will find himself drawn or impelled irresistibly toward the hidden object as if by some outside energy or fine force. He will feel the hidden object drawing him like a magnet and attracting him to the spot. He will forget his audience and everything else in his desire to reach the center of attraction. These experiments cannot be well explained in print, but the investigator will soon learn to know them for himself. And he will be amazed and filled with wonder at the strange psychical phenomenon in which he is taking a principal part. And then and then only will he be able to intelligently reject the absurd and unjust theories of muscle reading and to see the crudeness of the attempted explanation. He will see that the foolish theory is as far out of the way as the ignorant person's idea that the telegraph messages are sent by the wires being pulled or jerked instead of being but channels for the passage of the electric fluid or magnetic waves. He will class it does say that he will class such pretend oh yeah okay he will class such pretended scientists with those doubting Thomases who when gas was first introduced in the British House of Parliament insisted that the pipes rendered the building unsafe because they would become heated by the passage of the light and who when the system was seen in actual operation would gently feel the pipes with their gloved fingers wondering why they felt no heat we trust that we have said enough to convince you of the ridiculousness of the muscle reading theory and to give you sufficient interest to demonstrate the matter for yourself. Many of our readers have witnessed the public performances of the several well-known contact mind readers who have visited the leading cities of this country and other lands. Of course, the average public performer soon discovers that the average patron of his performance attends principally to be amused and entertained rather than to be instructed. And he is apt to gradually add sensational features to the performance for the purpose of thrilling and mystifying the audience, knowing that by so doing, he will better please his patrons than if he were to give them a strictly scientific demonstration of the science of contact mind reading as produced in the psychological laboratories of the great investigators of the subject. 
Some of these public performers have even gone so far as to add fake features to the performance employing confederates and in other ways introducing unscientific methods in order to intensify the interest and satisfaction of their audiences. But notwithstanding this fact, the average public mind reader, in spite of his sensational additions, generally gives his audience enough of the real thing to render his performance of sufficient scientific interest to make it worthy of attendance by the earnest student of the subject. And we believe that the time is approaching when a strictly scientific performance will prove of sufficient interest to the public to render it worthwhile for a new class of entertainers and lecturers to arise and take the field instructing the public regarding their great subject and illustrating their theories by striking experiments along scientific lines. And we think that this little book will do its part in the direction of educating the public mind to appreciate such an entertainment as well as serving to educate future entertainers for their life work. However, in this little book, we shall treat this subject as if a parlor demonstration was all that is desired. And our instructions and directions shall be chiefly toward that end, although we wish to say that any man or woman who will carefully study these instructions and directions, and who will carefully practice the feats and exercises, will be able to gradually develop sufficient ability and skill to give a successful public performance and perhaps reap a goodly share of fame and financial reward. The principles of the parlor demonstration and the public performance are gone. I'm sorry, are the same. Sorry, let me read that again. The principles of the parlor demonstration and the public performance are the same. These same instructions and directions have been studied and applied by some of the best performers now before the public, illustrating the wonders of contact mind reading. So that if any of the students of this work have ambitions in the direction of public performance, they will find herein the methods calculated to develop them into a successful public entertainer and demonstrator. Anyone may develop himself or herself into a good contact mind reader by practice and perseverance. As in everything else in life, some will succeed better than others, and some will find the work easier than do others, but all may develop but all may develop quite a respectable degree of proficiency in a short time. A little careful conscientious practice and experiment will accomplish wonders. Mind reading feats depend upon the degree of will and concentration on the part of the transmitter and upon the degree of receptivity and passivity upon the part of the receiver. 
We are taking it for granted that the student will wish to act as a receiver or performer of the feat of mind reading rather than as the transmitter or person called upon to have his mind read. And so we shall address him as such with this understanding, but we shall also give herein full directions for the transmitter as well in order to give the student the methods necessary to act in either capacity and also enable him to instruct the transmitter in his work. The receiver should understand the duties of the transmitter in order that the best possible results be obtained and the proper harmony and rapport conditions may be established. Right, so there you go. Um, not much on the way of instruction, huge on complaints, which is kind of funny, right? But let's see. It's very interesting to me. The idea of the um, brain fingers, the fingers, brain, whatever. Brains and ends of your fingers. I've had people tell me that when I touch them, they feel like that energy or magnetism in my fingertips. And it's unlike anything they've ever heard or I've felt. And I've, um, I mean, just to like touch someone's like the back of their hand even, or the palm of their hand. I've had people just like, whoa, this, you, your touch is so different. So I wonder if you guys have ever experienced that one way or the other, whether it's you or other people. But I think that whether or not you have those sensitive peaks in palm reading, that means you're a sensitive person to energy as well as emotionally. But, but whether you have those or not, basically now, I guess this week is you just touch somebody and see if you can read their mind through that touch. To me, it's kind of funny. It's like they want you know your fingers to touch someone else's fingers. Then that signals could go all the way up your arm. Why not just put your foreheads together? <laughs> Why not? It just it made more sense to me to think about that. Like I thought that's what he's gonna say. Contact mind reading. It seems like it'd be you know skull to skull or something, but. I guess not, but you could try that this week. Just try to discern what someone is thinking or feeling by touching their hand, like put your hand in their hand or maybe touching their arm or wrist possibly. But I think uh, touching fingertips to fingertips, that might be the most uh, profitable experiment, at least in knowledge, gaining in knowledge, not not actual profit. Anyway, well, I think I really need an allergy pills, so I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go early than normal, but next week we'll be back with lesson four, and that is called development exercises. So we will be back with that very, very soon. And tomorrow I will be back here again with all unique and original programming, just like always. Hopefully, we will find an amazing apartment and we'll have to be packing for the next couple days. 
but um, we're excited about this. We, we're like, yeah, let's go. And then tonight I'm like, oh man, we got to pack. And my son's like, that's okay. He's so happy. Usually he's like, oh man, I got to pack. Sucks, man. <laughs> but actually now he's excited. So am I. So we'll see. I'll let you guys know. And we were talking about it and it's possible we might be without the internet for a few days. And if that's the case, I might have to take a few days off and come right back. So hopefully not. Hopefully we could get a person out there right away within the next couple days. And obviously I'll keep you guys apprised of all of the goings on and what, if any, um, interruption we may or may not have basically. So that's it for tonight. Um, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow with a different topic, of course. And I want to just briefly remind you if you haven't already to mark your calendars for July 1st, because I am eligible this year for a people's choice podcast award. And if you mark your calendar, I guess, I don't know, your I calendar, your Google calendar. If you can mark it just for the 1st of July, because the voting is only for the month of July, beginning to end. So just mark your calendar now, and I will, you know, so a little alarm goes off, and I will let you know more of the details on how to get to the website for the People's Choice Awards to vote for Metaphysical Soul Speak if you think I deserve it. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think. There were some announcements before I go. Roy of Siegfried and Roy died over the weekend, I think on Friday, actually, of, of COVID-19, and he was 75 years old. Also, um, Jerry Stiller died tonight, and that one just oh, makes me sad. He played George Costanza's father on Seinfeld. He is Ben Stiller's father. And that's in real life. And that it's just sad. Now, somebody else died today. Oh, oh my gosh. His, he's so crazy. Little Richard. Little Richard died today too. So celebrities tend to die in threes. That's been a superstition in Hollywood since Hollywood was invented. But that, those, those are your three. So. Don't panic and wonder when the next one. And if somebody else goes, that means two more are going to go. But (laughs) but let's not focus on that part. We'll just focus on sending love and light and any healing energy that might be necessary or needed by these beautiful souls. We'll just send our love and our light and our fond farewell for now to Roy of Siegfried and Roy, Jerry Stiller, and Little Richard. All right. So that's it. That's it for now, guys. Uh, I love you. I love all of you. I love each and every one of you. And I'd like to thank you personally for being here, having confidence in me and in the show, as well as being interested in all the same cool, fun, amazing topics that I am. Usually I am the weird one in the room. And if you're sitting in a room full of strangers listening to this. Now you are. 
<laughs> you're the weird one in the room listening to me. <laughs> the weird one on the podcast. But, <laughs> but that's okay. More and more people are, are awakening to this stuff and gain more interested. So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting how this unfolds in the next two years. We shall see. I was thinking while reading this that I'm going to start looking for a book that might teach us how to levitate. If this book exists, we're going to have a field day with that one. Hopefully it works. It's one of my fondest wishes is the idea of just floating about my day. Literally, feet off the ground. Just floating from room to room. I don't know why. It's just like a weird thing I wish I could do. Anyway, that's it. I am out of here for now. And I'll see you later. But right now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.